0: This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Who just want to remind you that last Christmas Hack gave you his heart, and the very next day, he windsurfed away. Damn it, Craig. You have that stuff firmly stuck in my head. I just can't get that <laughs> I out. I
1: don't. Like uncut gems, not top. Ten for me. <laughs> Unrated the yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good.
0: <laughs> it is pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh for those that are it, you know, clearly lost here, which is everybody. I uh Quite saw uncut everybody. gems like two hours ago, walked out. Saw uh, Ray Diddinger of Eagles writing uh, semi fame and Eagles post game live. I guess you he, he could say he's fame. also famous yeah, for that. Yeah. Uh, and I saw Ray Diddinger, and uh, this guy said, uh, Hey, Ray, that make your top 10? And Ray said, No, I don't think so. Great story. There you go. Best story Up I've to ever had. So the date action. But, I, I told yeah. this to Craig, and I, I called him Ray Diddy because Vaughn Hebron, of all people, used to do that on post-game live. And Craig was so tickled by it, he, he put that to Bad Boys for Life. And now it's you know, firmly stuck in my dome.
1: Now I'm just thinking of the collabos that P. Diddy and Ray Dinger could put together. And it would just be about, like, it would be, like, eight verses about Chuck Bednarik or something. Or, like, I don't know, some crazy thing about Steve Van Buren's early life. So um, I'm looking for that collabo. Ray Diddy and P Diddy, you guys both have a lot of free time. Uh, I'm looking forward by the 2020. We got a week. I'm
0: we got probably. a week. We, yeah, we got this. We got this. So almost there, Craig. Oh, almost okay. <laughs> there. But before we firmly get into all the thorough and multitudes of flyers talk we have today, because there is a lot. A lot. lot, lot let me
1: it We were so much. Yeah, it's. I can't even. I don't know how we're gonna tackle all the information that we got for you today. It's. Yeah.
0: It might go for 48 hours. Oh boy,
1: yeah. I mean, we might be recording this until the next episode we record. So everybody, clear schedules, cancel your weekend plans. It's it's going to be a long one.
0: And maybe it'll barely
1: take an hour. Who knows? Who knows? We'll, we, we'll die not knowing. We'll never know.
0: There's only one way to find out on this crazy journey called Fly Burbly. But before we get firmly into it, we just wanted to say what a great time we had at the Festivus party this week. Thank you all for coming out whoever did come out, it was great to meet some people. And, uh, uh, I had a good time recording the Festivus podcast, the airing of grievances and look for that shortly. That should probably be out next week on BSH. Once, uh, Steph gives it a thorough listen to and, and approves my editing, which is probably not great, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to say thanks to everybody for coming on out. I mean, uh, it's just nice to, you know, I'll engage with people that actually listen to the podcast, and uh, I don't remember many of the names. All I remember is Drew. Andrew. Uh, and that is it. I remember a couple other guys that came up, and I forgot their names already. So, uh, sorry about that. But
0: <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. Yeah,
1: sorry, not sorry. Go ahead and tweet at me. I'm an asshole. Yada, yada, yada.
0: Craig sucks. Craigisbad.com
1: <laughs> Don't. Somebody's going to make that now. <laughs> somebody's Somebody's gonna make that yeah somebody's already made it now they just have more ammo to uh advertise it they're like oh we're doing this now all right
0: perhaps it'll be the other craig forsyth
1: oh yeah that guy yeah you know what he probably already started he's probably already started his anti-sports podcast and then just dunks on the flyers every week that guy uh
0: that guy is my favorite find he's my favorite find because he's gotten all these tweets (laughs) at him meant for you
1: that he's fucking tired of it
0: Amount to just like, I don't like sports. Why would I have a podcast about sports, let alone the Philadelphia Flyers hockey squad?
1: I just love, I still love the fact that, because it came after I filled in for one week on BSH Radio. And the only thing people know about me is my handle. And this one guy was just like, no, I'm going to get all the handles right. And then just add Craig Forsyth. So there's just like this huge, like 10 tweet thread. And then this guy finally responds like, what is this? (laughs) <laughs> what is this about? And, uh, and then he freaks out. But I love Why that guy. Why would
0: uh, you ever do this to me?
1: Yeah, that guy's my favorite. He's my second favorite, Craig Forsyth. Well i might be a tie for first. I don't know, him, but he seems like a boss. So I'm gonna, I wanna, I'm gonna tap into that and see if there's more there. See if he's still angry about sports and whatnot.
0: You should, you should do a podcast with him.
1: <laughs> love and hate sports, and it's just me, yeah, yeah talking about hockey. He's like, I'm tired of this shit. I got to go herd sheep or something. I don't know what he does out there.
0: Craig versus Craig.
1: We all win. <laughs> Craig versus Craig. Nobody wins.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, no. The clear name is the Forsyth Face-Off.
1: Oh, that's uh And then it's just kind of like a remake of Face-Off. And then we'll, figure, yeah. we'll fill in the blanks from there.
0: And, th- and then you find yourself chasing down a, an airplane with the other Craig. And then he gets sucked into a propeller and... All sorts of fun stuff happens is. from there.
1: I mean, if that's the price it takes for fame, I'll, I'll do it. I'll jump headfirst into a airplane propeller. You better... Force a face-off,
0: <laughs> directed by John Woo. Because <laughs> In... what was the last thing that John Woo did?
1: I mean, you're, I don't know why you're asking me. You. I think you should know that. We all know what the last thing John Woo did. Yeah? Oh, well, I mean, I assume we do. Uh, we don't need to talk about it. We all know. Well, we it's just—it's
0: yeah. in our hearts and minds for sure. <laughs> what we can talk about, though, is we can talk about these Philadelphia Flyers who are—you
1: know—they're—they're they're doing stuff. Shit done. Yeah, they—they're they're doing pretty well. They're on a uh, four-game winning streak. And uh, you want to talk about the games real quick? Talk about the games, and then talk about the uh, Hayes and JVR doing pretty well, and then sending Kasha down. Let's talk about these two. Let's games. Talk about these games. So, first game was a, a five-to-four shootout win over the Senators. Uh, did pretty good in terms of, uh, driving play 56.82 shots, four percentage, and then a uh, 53.06 expected goals, four percentage, uh, JVR two goal game. Uh, and he now has six goals and nine points. So six goals, nine points, very nice in the last six games also has four, two point games over the last five games. And he's now on pace oh, wow. for 26 goals. So it seems like JVR is, uh, kind of figuring it out. Seems like the line with him Hayes and uh, Nak is is paying off, and he's able. He's getting some of the bounces he wasn't getting earlier in the year. I mean, the, his first goal in the Senators game and his second goal in the Sabres game were both a little lucky, but he's been getting robbed and hitting post all season long, so he's due for some of that uh, some of the luck to come back his way. Well.
0: You know, one could even say that these goal scorers, they're they are streaky.
1: Yeah, it's almost like all the goal scorers don't score in uh, every game every year. It's interesting how that happens. Might even hit some lulls here and there. But it looks like he's uh, starting the right the ship. Also got uh, Voracek, two points on Saturday, one goal, one assist. He's got seven multi-point games this season, which I thought sounded a little weird to me because I've been talking about how it seems like Voracek's slowing down, and then he's got Quarter of the season has been multi point games for him, so maybe he's not, uh, maybe he's not fucking up as much as I thought, but you know, um, NAK game high six hits had that ridiculous pass to JVR for the, uh, the assist, also had three shots on goal, three block shots in 15 18. You know, what we can actually talk about let's talk about NAK real quick, Steve. You want to do that because I think let's
0: talk about NAK, let's talk about the NAKGB,
1: NAKGB with a goddamn snipe on Monday, too to uh ruin my perfect score prediction. Would have been my first one all year, so thank you, NAKGB.
0: You were so close. You had that four to one prediction on the Flyers <laughs> forecast for the, kept the Rangers it. game.
1: Yeah. I was wrong on the J V R hat trick. And then the best part was I didn't realize I was about to be right. And I think you texted me like ten seconds before NAK decided to go bar down on on uh, Longquist. <laughs> but I mean I'll if I'm gonna miss a prediction for that, I'll take that. So uh NAK on put his stats for the Rangers game but I mean so far with the team he has three points with 11 shots and 18 shot attempts in five yeah. games averaging 1251 of ice time I think he's looked pretty good in the top six and I think now with the unfortunate Limblom situation I think he might have a place with the team when Lawton and Raffle come back um, I would welcome that so I, I really say, have
0: I... liked the play that uh, Albe Bell has played so far I think he's He's really brought some some speed and power to this team, and he's uh, filled in nicely in the top six right now.
1: Not yeah, not afraid of uh, the fifth Or is it?
0: It's top six right now, right? Yeah,
1: he's in the top six. He's on the line yeah, with uh, yeah. David Garn-Hayes in there on the top six. It's hard to the, keep
0: track of you know the official top six. Yeah, and, all
1: that. and also I mean there's been so many moving parts recently with injuries, suspensions, and all those types of things. So, but uh, I like NK a lot. He was the guy I wanted to come up earlier in the season, and then I thought. There's a whole thing with A V trying to put size in the bottom six, but it turned out it wasn't right. He has a lot of speed though. He's pretty effective on the four check. And he's been creating offense. He's been creating offense in uh at five on five in the limited time he's been up. I even when Raffle is expected to come back on Sunday, I believe he's good to go for Sunday's game against the um against the Ducks. I think that's the 29th. Uh, and then Lawton, they're not sure when Lawton's coming back yet, but Andreoff and Verubia were still on the team. I think they should be the ones that lose their spots to Raffle and Lawton. When they come, and I think NAK should stay on the team. I don't know if he should stay in the top six, but even as a third liner, I think he would be pretty effective and provide some offensive upside on that line.
0: Oh, sure. And compared to some of the guys they've had in the top or I, rather in the bottom six this year, yeah. that is definitely a nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I mean, nothing against, I I still think Torinsky could carve out a role in the bottom six over the next year or two, maybe. Uh, I would like to see Bonham get another chance, even though he clearly wasn't ready earlier in the year. And Vorobiev is, he's fine, but NAK has showed more to me in less time up here than Vorobiev has. And Andriov is just, he's, the, he's a, just a guy. So I'm not really too worried about off getting sent back down. But I would like to think say- I mean,
0: has have even done anything? Like no, I don't I, mean, I didn't even realize he had a couple stints with the team. Yeah. And I mean, come on, Andy, 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 no way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Andy. My only I wanted off up here earlier in the season when they've the fourth line was consistently getting caved in and then he came in for a couple games and they were kind of breaking even in terms of puck possession and had a couple of uh, really strong shifts with them. But I I, I could Take him, or leave him. and leaving. Verobyev, you're right. I feel like Verobyev's a guy that we've kind of talked up for the last two years, and then each time he's gotten a chance with with the, the big club, he really hasn't been noticeable. And I mean, he did have a goal on; he had a goal against the Sabers, and that was a little a little lucky, but he still scored. Uh, and but I just he, he's a fine player. But I, if he had to choose between NAK and him right now, I want to see I want to see what NAK can do up here with uh, knowing that he doesn't have to go back down. I want to see him knowing that he has a position supplanted in the top nine.
0: A so. self-assured and confident NAK.
1: Yeah, you know, he's kind of negative right now. He's down on himself, but, you know, just get that little pep talk, and then uh, maybe he'll score some more goals. I mean, he's looked. He showed <laughs> flashes. <Fletcher, laughs> Do
0: you think he's negative and down on no. <laughs>
1: himself? <laughs> he's like, I don't want to go back down. And then Fletcher's like, oh, we'll see. No, he's... I, But I think he's... uh he's been killing it i don't know what to say that
0: that sounds like a hack stall tactic not a yeah that's very much not a big al
1: big al and fletcher i think kind of know what they're doing when it comes to uh deciding what young players should go up and down which is a nice change of pace and also was something uh we didn't really hear a lot about when he was with new york we heard the opposite about how uh he was the one kind of taking away ice time from the kids and uh we'll talk about that more on one of our uh, new recurring segments about why the uh, this week is why the Rangers suck. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, NAK. Yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> we were talking about the games, weren't we? <laughs> uh, we
0: were. We were. But yeah. I mean, NAK kind of gets wrapped up in the game. Song. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he's uh, let's see what else here. Um, I was going to talk about Hayes and uh, St. Himes, two goal games against the Rangers as well. So, uh. Sandheim third career two-goal game first two-goal game that wasn't against the blue jackets had two goal games against the blue jackets uh, both came last year he had um two goals on december 6 2018 and then two goals on uh, february 28 2019 so last season uh and then monday was also his first career uh three-point game as he also tacked on an assist kevin hayes five career two-goal games now this was his first one with the flyers uh, his last one came on december 10th 2018 uh, with the Rangers against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then one more stat that I thought was funny was uh, Braun had his first multi-point game on Monday. Two assists. His last multi-point game, December 23rd, 2018, so exactly a year ago, two assists for the Sharks and a shootout loss to the Coyotes. But Hayes on Monday played out of his mind. His, first, his goal was ridiculous. It was a great pass. It was a great passing sequence by uh, Sanheim and Ferriby. And Farabee's pass, Carlson's pass was nuts. And then Hayes' placement was pretty good. And it's what the team needed because Lundquist was doing Lundquist stuff out there. And it felt like it was going to be another classic uh, loss of the Rangers. But
0: Kevin Hayes just loves Festivus.
1: He just loves, yeah. It's, he knew it was for the rest of us. And he, uh, he went out there and he he took it out on a He rained blows upon Henrik Lundquist when he came to the goal column.
0: Do you think that they just got him because uh, he, he could just solve Lundqvist and he'd be the first flyer to do that, really? I'm,
1: kind of worth it. If they're paying that much just to make sure they can beat the Rangers from here on out for the rest of Lundqvist's career, fine. It's, as you like to say, it's chestnut checkers. So I'll, I'll take that. That's, uh, that's thinking three three steps ahead. And he, I
0: definitely did not come up with
1: that. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, I just remember from your analysis of Sean Couturier last week, Two weeks
0: ago? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was last week, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I got in the fancy box, and all I did was watch Sean Couturier play, play chess. He was a man amongst boys.
1: <laughs> I will say Hayes... Not creepy. Hayes' second goal is pretty ridiculous, too. I think that may have been his best goal with the Flyers yet, just his uh, stick handling and then diving into the net for a goal. But he he's on pace, uh, so let's see. I believe Hayes is on pace for 48 points now. Yeah, so again maybe a little maybe you want to see a little bit more production from him but i think everything else he's brought to the team i think he's been he's been worth the price of admission imo uh and let's look at some other stats here i, I thought hard had a pretty obviously had a pretty big game on monday the first period the flyers spent a lot of time on the penalty kill and also spent one minute and four seconds on a five on three kill made a bunch of uh key saves maybe not again not highlight saves but a lot of side to side saves that should have been goals and then he even made a big save before jesper fast goal in the second period he made a nice sprawling save i think on um on mckeg and then they were able to get to rebound and set set up fast for the goal but i thought hart played pretty well again at home and again stopped 34 35 another game where i only allowed one goal against at home so something about playing at home he's uh he's a monster so what if just imagine the Flyers get the two seed in the uh, the Atlantic here,
0: and have to play the Penguins?
1: Oh boy! All right, never mind then. Yeah, you know what?
0: <laughs> I hate this playoff setup. I hate it so. I was going to say,
1: I really, I would be more excited for the playoffs, but I, they're either going to play the Caps, the Islanders, or it seems like the Penguins or and the Hurricanes. Like the Hurricanes, they've done pretty well against, but the Islanders, I think, have their number. Uh, the Caps are they can defensively shut them down and then the penguins are the penguins so it kind of sucks that it looks like the flyers might be a better team this year but they still might struggle in the first round they might still end up going into a, a series with a great disadvantage but that's down the road we don't need to talk about that or well maybe not yet but uh eventually david kasha r.i.p he was uh he was sent down this week
0: R.I.P.D. The Frosty Checks.
1: Frosty Checks. Uh, he again was somebody that I liked, uh, and I won't, won't go on five shots in five games. Uh, at five and five, he spent most of his time with uh, Frost and Voracek, and then he also spent a fair amount of time with uh, Verbeev and Stewart. But at uh, at five and five with uh, Frost and Voracek, he had a they, that line had a forty point ninety one shot attempts four percentage, forty four point thirty three expected goals four percentage, but Scored two goals and didn't allow any goals against in 1913. They had both their goals in that Ducks game, and both goals were pretty good. I mean, both involved, I think, two or three passes uh, before the player ultimately scored the goals, the Kasha goal, and I think the uh, Voracek goal. Uh, and then with uh, Verobi and with Stewart, the fourth line, a little bit better uh, puck possession, but then uh, expected goals at 35.44, so not great. So that fourth line should never... Happen again. I like Kasha. I thought he is a good bottom six player. Would never expect him to be in the top six role. I also thought maybe Andrew Hoff would go down before Kasha, but I digress. So I don't really care that much about Kasha being sent down instead of Andrehoff, but I would like to see. I really would like to see NK get more time up here now, because I. Yeah.
0: I like that Kasha got. I, I like that Kasha got some time to shine, a little chance to show what he's got. Show me what you got, and. I, you know, I, I think it's just nice that he gets to get have some time up here at the NHL level, play with Jake Voracek a little bit, his uh his mentor, and yeah. score a goal. That's you know, yeah. he, he had a nice cup of coffee.
1: Yeah, he did, and I'm hoping uh I'm hoping that it's not his last cup of coffee. I wouldn't mind him being the first one they call up whenever uh, shit hits the fan up here. So, uh. Looking at the lines, the, these are the lines against the Rangers. Uh, Drew, Katori, Akanekne, JVR, Hayes, NAK, Farabee, Frost, Voracek, and then Andrea, Vorobiev, and Pitlick. So again, when Raffle and Lawton come back, they could easily just slot into the fourth line there of Lawton, Raffle Pitlick. Um, and then that would be it. I don't think Voracek would stay on the third line for a while, but again, NAK being on the third line with Frost and Farabee. Would not be the worst. I, I don't. I would not hate that third line. That would actually be the, the probably the most intriguing line in the top nine if that happened. But, um, I mean that's it. So you want to wrap it up? That's all we got. <laughs> there's not a lot. Of I mean
0: game. that's pretty much all there's, we have to say. Uh, until next time. Good night yeah. and good hockey. I
1: was gonna say I'll run through the uh, the World Junior Championship real quick if you want me to do that. Uh, there is. Bunch of games took place today. First day of the tournament. The World Junior Championship is an under twenty tournament that usually showcases uh, recently drafted players or draft eligible players for the upcoming draft. So
0: we got a few flyers in this one, right?
1: Couple flyers, couple flyers prospect. Yeah. So for Team USA, they have Bobby Brink and Cam York. They lost six to four today. Bobby Brink had the secondary assist on USA's opening goal, which came from Shane Pinto, uh, a Senators prospect. It was, he passed the puck back to the point and then Pinto redirected the puck in front. So not exactly the most glamorous point, but still one assist. A secondary w- assist. What's up? A
0: secondary assist if I ever saw. Yeah,
1: one. very, yeah, very much. Uh, okay. I'll get credit for that. So one assist and one shot on goal in 12 Oh four advice time for him. Cam York was used as the seventh defenseman today for Team USA. He had two penalty minutes and did not have any points or shots on goal, and just two twenty-four ice time. Uh, and then, anticipated first overall pick Alexis Lafreniere had four points today, including the game winner, which he batted down a Keandre Miller defensive zone pass, uh, picked it off, and then scored. I think three seconds, mere seconds after USA tied up at four to four. So four point game for him. Yeah, he's going to be pretty good. Uh, and then Coyotes prospect Bar- Barrett Hayden, who was taken fifth overall in twenty eighteen, had a pair of goals. And Shane Pinto, who I reached, uh, mentioned earlier before, had two goals and an assist. Uh, Igor Zamula and Russia went down the Czech Republic by a score of four to three. Igor Zamula, uh, you know the uh, what, what do you call him? The hockey's Mike Mamula.
0: <laughs> I just think his name sounds like Mike Mamula, so I just. I don't know. Yeah. And here's the All I can think of was Mike Mamula, a pretty shitty Eagles defensive end from the late '90s.
1: Yeah, very slow. Never got, never got home to the quarterback. Terrible. So, uh, but it looks like Igor Mula is doing better in terms of playing hockey. He had two goals and two shots today, plus two rating and two pims in 1950. Also for the Czech Republic, for the Czech Republic, uh, Michael Tepley, a fourth round pick for the Blackhawks earlier this year, had three assists. And then the last and the least Flyers. Prospect Adam Ginning, uh, with no points and no shots on goal in 11:46 for Sweden in their three-to-two overtime win over Finland. The highlight of the game for that, though, was Sweden N- Niles Hoglander, real person, uh, pulled off the
0: Michigan goal. Ooh, Niles Hoglander.
1: Yeah, not- Hoglander did the uh, the Michigan goal. So we've seen three Michigan goals this month, I believe, and uh, it's not stopping anytime soon. He was taken 40th overall in the second round by Vancouver last year. I liked him. Uh, I thought he would, might have been the fire second-round pick until they took Bobby Brink, but I think I'd rather have Brink than Niels Hoglander. But that's your first day of action at the World Junior Championship, and I will attempt, I should be, uh, I'm going to do daily recaps for Broad Street Hockey. So each morning I'm just going to write about what happened the day before and post them in the, in the AM for everybody to, uh, to read. And that is the end of Serious Hockey Talk Ever again on this podcast, so congrats. Ever again? (laughs) Congrats to everybody out there. We pushed through that we're done with the numbers, we're done with the prospects. Uh, Now we can just make fun of the Rangers. You want to make fun of the Rangers, Steve?
0: Love making fun of the Rangers, and one of our our favorite recent segments, why a division rival sucks. I guess that's what we go with, like Uh, why a Metro, or maybe why a Metro team sucks.
1: Yeah, I I was going to do why the Penguins suck, and then... That really, that whole idea kind of got shot down after Crosby went out and the team wouldn't stop winning. So it's kind of hard to make fun of that team. But uh, I'll tell you what, the Devils and the Rangers, they can't stop. They just want to be made fun of. So this was earlier in the week. I don't know if there's been any any updates to this story. But uh, according to Darren Dreger, Lias Anderson, Lias Anderson, however you want to call it, a, a future not Ranger, uh, is requesting a trade from New York. And he is the 21-year-old forward that the team took 7th overall in the 2017 draft. Uh, He has one assist in 17 games with the Rangers this season before he was sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack, their AHL club, he has 5 points in 13 games. Dating back to 2017-18, he has 9 points in 66 NHL games. 7th overall. The morning of the 2017 draft, the Rangers traded Derek Stepan and Antti Ranta to Arizona, for Tony D'Angelo and this pick, so soon they're gonna have a trade where they gave away Stepan and Ranta for Tony D'Angelo. On the ice, Tony D'Angelo is the worst player out there. He's got a lot of offensive upside, even though his defense kind of kind of lacking. And I don't know if he'll ever be there.
0: Plus, he's just got one of those names. They go, "Oh, Tony D'Angelo, this guy."
1: Yeah, I, I think he's from here. Hashtag from here. I think he's from Jersey. Oh wow. Which, you know, surprising, but he's also a huge uh, douchebag. So I don't, you know, that may not work out for them in the long run. Also, whenever oh, I think of him, wow. I just think of Simmons beating the shit out of him like two years ago. So I wanted to bring up that the Rangers are about to lose their seventh overall pick from 2017. I know Flyers fans may be not able to make fun of early round picks in 2017 at the moment, but Patrick's not requesting a trade. So that's, I'll leave that at, at that. Also, Tim, Tony D'Angelo, uh, speaking of this week, he also sucker-punched me uh, on Monday's game. He, so he's scum. Yeah, yeah, so he does stupid shit like that all the time. And he tries to like push people's buttons. But for me, all I think about is uh, Wayne Simmons uh, knocking the shit out of him uh, two years ago and breaking his hand on his face. So it's kind of hard. You know, like, I I see Tony D'Angelo trying to be tough, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's funny, because I remember, remember when he actually fought a real guy, so... Uh, and then we can also just, you want to just, I mean, just make fun of for Monday. Monday was hilarious. They, uh, they thought they could just lean on Long Quest again. And then the Flyers said, fuck that and pushed through and put up a five spot on. So
0: that's the number one thing I am enjoying about the team this year is that they will have these games where it's close for a while and the Flyers will kind of kick in an overdrive and be like, nah, screw this. And they will just <laughs> kill the other team out of nowhere. It's, it, it's something I can't remember seeing the Flyers do. Oh, yeah. And I love it. That's my, maybe my, it's easily my favorite thing about this year's Flyers team.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we talked about the conditioning last week, and I think conditioning plays a role in the types of games that happen on Monday where, you know, you're probably getting dejected after Henrik Lundqvist. He made, I forget who he made the the side-to-side save on, where he made a glove save on the goal line, but that should have been a goal. Had two or three other 10-bell saves, and the Flyers were just, keeping it in the Rangers defensive zone the entire game and just couldn't solve Longquist and definitely felt like it was going to happen again. And then they, uh, yeah, they just decided not to lose. It's it really, they have an amazing ability just to stay in games. There are not too many games that have gone on this, uh, this season that they're just out of the game by the second period. I, I mean,
0: well, and the, the thing for me is like not only stay in games, but then, like dominate what it matters most. Yeah, it was, I, I mean, how many hackstall teams would just stay in games. They would hang on by the skin of their skin of their teeth, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> and they would just barely hang in there. And then they'd be the ones getting blown away in the third period.
1: That is, yeah, that is true. And because whenever, but yeah, you're right. Cause those hackstall games, it was always, it was close. And then they are always like, I wonder how they're going to fuck this up. <laughs> Monday, Monday was more like, It it kind of felt like even if they did lose, it was like, well, it's it was literally just Lunkwist standing on his head. It wasn't they did all these things wrong down the stretch and they found a way to lose. But I did.
0: Well, and the other thing is, like, when this team gets a lead, you actually feel like, oh, They can probably keep this lead where a hack style team, you're like, oh my God, they're going to turtle now. (laughs) And you just always wait for that tying goal. And I'm legitimately surprised now when other teams will tie it up because they are playing a more aggressive, better style that is just, it's so much more enjoyable, but it's just also a lot smarter.
1: I wanted to go back and talk about uh, skin of their teeth because I don't understand that saying either. And I've heard that what
0: this is really what we're here to talk about is skin of their teeth that's it's all been coming to this we we've had plenty of serious hockey talk let's talk about skin of their teeth what does this mean do you mean gums do you mean gums just say gums
1: yeah like nobody's talking about like the uh you know like the gingivitis of their arm. they didn't they didn't scrape by by the gingivitis of their their legs or something like they, there's no <laughs>
0: they scrape by by the gingivitis of their legs <laughs> The gum disease known as gingivitis of the legs.
1: Nobody's, nobody's skipping by by their, their their front teeth or their, you know, knees or something. I never understood that saying, skinning their teeth, but maybe.
0: So it's from the Bible. That's why it makes no, no
1: sense. Oh, okay. That would...
0: It's from the book of Job. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we know there's a lot of Bible scholars biblical scholars that listen to fly verbally and i don't mean to offend all of the noted biblical scholars who love our silly hockey podcast where we rate things by donkey sauce and flavor town <laughs> and uh often talk about cole beasley's rap album that's a piece of shit yeah so you know sorry we didn't know the book of Job, guys but uh skin of their teeth is a stupid phrase and let's come up with something better we can do better society <laughs> than skin of <to> their teeth
1: <laughs> this is the push this is why we record tonight we're gonna get this going Give us something better than skin of, their, skin of Our Teeth. Because I, I mean, I just, it was an alright Megadeth song? And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. That's that's all I know I, about Skin of Our Teeth.
0: I have barely escaped by the weird webbed toe skin between, <laughs> the weird web skin between my toes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, that's why. I mean, that's why the Rangers suck. There you go. That's, that's...
0: because the skin of their teeth is why the Rangers suck. <laughs> yeah,
1: they. It's funny because they do have, like, the reasons why they could be a threat in a couple of years. You can already see on offense, but uh, they just they hate they hate playing defense. They just hate it. Like that Kevin Hayes goal, Jacob Truba, he may as well have had a broom in his hand. He was actively moving away from Hayes and just swinging his stick. Nowhere near, like he just let Hayes walk into, and then the sand, the sand, second goal. They completed two passes and Lunk was out of the net and nobody was anywhere near the pucker in front of the net. It was great. I don't, I don't know what their defensive scheme is, but big fan. So hopefully, it's really
0: good. Yeah, hope. It's really good that they have two guys signed in their prime right now in Truba and Panarin. And they're going to completely waste these guys primes with the younger guys coming up. Like they just got these guys. <laughs> And it's not like Claude Giroux where it's like we brought him up and we wasted his career through different names, <laughs> as Phil complained about in the airing of grievances. The Rangers just signed these guys and it's not going to mean jack shit.
1: I well, see, I saw I think I want to say it was Adam Herman. I don't know, though. I thought somebody for Blue Shirt Banner just wrote about possibly trading up because Tony D'Angelo's look better than he does. And so does um, Adam Fox. So like Adam Fox, Adam Fox is going to be. A real threat you know if he's not now he will be soon but again i just with them it's just if they if they do figure out what to do in the d zone and they do add another tangible defenseman they could be a threat but also at the same time they it's just not this year this year they just it's just a lot of goals for and against so they're fun to watch and you know they're a bad team
0: they're definitely going to trade for P.K. Subban. Oh,
1: man. Who, uh, yeah, he's he's having a hell of a season.
0: Poor <laughs> P.K., man. Life. That dude is just going to get traded. Yeah, great personal life. Uh, I just feel like he, now at this point, is just going to keep getting traded from, like, like increasingly shitty teams.
1: <laughs> he's just going to get traded from, like, the Devils to the Rangers, and then he's going to win the Red Wings by the end of the year.
0: Yeah, oh, exactly.
1: God. Oh, God, that would suck.
0: Yeah, and uh, the Rangers truly suck at the end of the day because they wasted Henrik Lundqvist's entire career.
1: I just, you know, I watched that game. I, he stood on his head. He was it was insane how many saves he was making, and I just couldn't I don't know how you don't win the cup with him, and I also don't understand I do understand this, but I have to vocalize it because I've also heard, you know, the Foles against once arguments. I don't understand how you're if you're a Rangers fan how you thought Lundqvist was the problem, because there was definitely a non-zero portion of the crowd that was like, oh, fucking Lundqvist again. And I just, like, after watching every game, I'm like, I... Like, how? How do you get to that? How's that your your summary of the team right now? <laughs> just blows my mind. Yeah. but uh, You want to make fun of Isaiah Thomas?
0: Uh, yeah, we can, we can make fun of Isaiah Thomas on our hockey podcast.
1: <laughs> I just... I only enjoyed this because of the video just cracked me up. How he was making this really dramatic point, and then just what it was all about at the end. So I, Kurt, showed me this tweet on Saturday at Festus, and then I went home and I watched the. Uh, I found a, an interview of Isaiah Thomas after the game, and apparently in the Sixers Wizards game on Saturday, Isaiah Thomas went to the stands to talk to a couple fans, and that's all it was. He actually was just talking to them, and then he got asked about it after the game. And he said, quote, I'm never going to be disrespected in any way. When I missed the first free throw and made the second, I'm running back. And the fan has both of his middle fingers up and said, quote, fuck you, bitch. And quote, three times. So then the timeout goes and I go into the stands to confront him. I said, don't be disrespectful. I'm a man before anything. Be a fan. And his response was, I'm sorry. I just wanted a frosty. Because when you miss two free throws, <laughs> they get a frosty. And then that was it. I just, it was a very dramatic, like, you look, we're both people out here. I'm a man. You're a guy. Like, let's just, let's just put, let's bury it all. And then the guy's like, I'm sorry. I just wanted a fucking frosty. That's all I was yelling at you.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had about 14 Bud Heavies, and I'd really like a free $2 frosty. Yeah, I'd like, to,
1: I'd like a reason to now drive two Wendy's to get a frosty. So, sorry about that. I just, <laughs>
0: sorry about that, Bud. They're just like, I, the fact also that Isaiah Thomas, a professional athlete, was just bothered by this and had to go talk. Like, I get it. Like, it is disrespectful. Language, but the fact that he's like, I need to address this.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, that's the whole thing. <laughs> he's just getting, he's very dramatic, having like, uh, this is what I stand for. And it's like, you do, you're talking about two drunk Philly idiots that just, just wanted to be loud about Frosties. Like, that's all it is. I think it's also, I just enjoy. There are many things to like about the Sixers this year, but I still just love how fucking like dumb the crowd gets when an opponent misses the first free throw. <laughs> and yeah. then they all just lose their shit waiting for the second one. So I wanted to... Uh... I just wanted to talk about Frosty, that, that's
0: all. Frosty, Frosty. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you get that chicken biscuit that nobody ever actually redeems for the Flyers.
1: Yeah, what is... I don't even know what the... Uh... Are they doing four, four goals again this year? I don't think I've seen I it forget. this much this year. It used to be...
0: I definitely got it at the Sabres game I went to, but of course I didn't go and I, I, I can't, you never really think about Chick-fil-A for breakfast, even though it's pretty good breakfast, but you never really think about yeah. it. And I also am constantly just barely getting into work on time. So I don't have time to go get a chicken biscuit.
1: <laughs> is that, is that the thing now this year though? If they certain amount of, score a certain amount of goals or when it's for Chick-fil-A? I
0: think it's been Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A for a couple of years.
1: Oh, I thought it was Papa John's last year. Or I thought it was Papa John's until.
0: Well, no, no, I don't, I don't, I think the Papa John's thing is something different. Oh, okay. The Papa John's is like a, you get like a promo code and you can go like, oh, Flyers win, and then That's it's like right. a bunch of shitty pizza, and then you shit your brains out. Uh, the chicken <laughs> yep. biscuit's the in-stadium one.
1: Okay, I was gonna say because I remember Papa John's they always advertised it for the longest time. It was if the Flyers score four goals and win and i think at some point because it got so bad last year they're like all right if the flyers win you get a free pizza <laughs> and i was like this is the things are going great <laughs> but
0: i can't even tell you how many times at my place i lived in in maniunk that my roommates would use the papa john special after the score. i don't score think i've ever goals. used
1: it once i oh uh, they used it they'd be like
0: oh steve what was flyer score last night like uh they won five one be like Get some half-off Papa John's. (laughs) You go nuts, bud. You go nuts, my man.
1: Oh, my God, that's great. I, yeah, I'm kind of checked out on Papa John's. I've had enough Papa John's in my life. I think I'm good.
0: I think everybody's had
1: enough. Yeah, I also worked there in high school for a year, so, like, I'm really, I'm I'm, I'm good. No, thank you.
0: You, Was it the freshest?
1: Uh, I guess technically speaking, but not, you know. (laughs) Uh, all right, you want to, uh, Steve? You want to get some questions wrong? Sure. I think you. Okay, I should rephrase that. Fire trivia. I think you could get all these. Oh wow! You should. Well, two of them maybe. Two of them are a little bit hard. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm
0: definitely gonna forget every one of them and just strike out horribly here. <laughs> no, this is gonna don't... be like, There's... this is gonna be Jeff Carter with an empty net right here. <laughs>
1: Break some glass. All right. It's going to be two uh, who had more, two what's their number, and then one trivia question. So you ready? You ready for all of this?
0: You know, I've never been more ready for
1: anything in my oh, life. Oh, baby. All right, Steven. So who played more games as a flyer? Eric Desjardins or Chris Terrian?
0: That's got to be Rico Desjardins. Wait, 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 wait. Chris Terrian was here a long time. He was. I'm actually gonna go with uh, with Chris Terry, as much as I think it should be Eric Desjardins.
1: Eric Desjardins is ninth all time with 738 games from the 1995-95 to 2005-06 seasons. Chris Terry is fifth all time for Flyers, ah. most games played, most for any D-man, with 753 from 1994-95 to 2005-06. With a brief My stint God. with the stars back in 2003 04. So, Steven, you got it. I'm, My God. I'm glad you thought it, thought it through because that was also a tough one for me to drop a hint for because uh, they both played in the same same number of years. But yeah, you know, well, uh, they you, played, you played watch together a lot.
0: They were a defensive pairing. So it was. Yeah. It, it, I definitely knew it was comparable. And Eric Desjardins is definitely like one of the best Flyers defensemen of all time. But. Bundy was here a while. Bundy. Was there a while?
1: <laughs> Been aware Bundy had, was here for a while. Well, they like I, I was thinking about that. There's, that's, I mean, that's twelve seasons, thirteen seasons on the same blue line. And who's who's the longest tenured Flyers defenseman now? Is it Provorov?
0: Oh, in the current team, yeah, it would be
1: Provorov. Wait, it's, or, it's, yeah, Ghost. Be no, it's Ghost. No, it's Ghost.
0: No, it's Ghost. You're right.
1: Yeah, because he. Yeah, but still. I mean, are you sure all that.
0: the times he got he's gotten scratched don't
1: disqualify yeah. <laughs> <just> him? <laughs> But still, that's, you know, that's like four years now? Yeah. Or, Been yeah. More. And he's... That's pretty crazy, though. Um, all right, so you got one for one. You got lucky. Uh, more goals. <laughs> more I t-
0: used... That was a logic puzzle for me. Thank you, you very it, much, yeah. sir. Good day, sir. <laughs> all
1: right, here's another t- or, tough one along the same line. So more goals as a fire. Scott Hartnell or Jake Voracek. Uh Hartnell played... Five hundred and seventeen games for the Flyers from two thousand seven and oh uh, eight to twenty thirteen fourteen when he was then traded for a trade. We don't. I don't remember what happened. And then Jake Voracek played has played six hundred and forty two games for for the Flyers from twenty eleven twelve through this season. Hmm. So who has I'm going to go heart flyer.
0: I'm going to go hard just because you know Jake infamously doesn't shoot enough, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've heard sometimes the fans yell at him shoot. So uh, Hartnell, 157 goals, 20th all-time among all flyers. Voracek, 164 goals, 18th all-time.
0: Ah. Uh, so
1: I think it's pretty much the uh, – he's just played so many games that eventually he's passed the puck into the net a few more times. But it's close. That was a close one. It was a very close one, yeah. So, uh, all right, one for one. That one is – that was pretty – that was pretty hard, but not as hard as this one, baby. You ready? Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, so ready.
1: What number was Peter Straka? <laughs> he played three games in 2014-15. He had two assists in those three games for the Flyers. Uh, was then 21. What you What you say? 21. Oh man, I want you to take another guess. 20. Oh fuck! Oh, he was 51. So I thought maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. But no way. Not a bad guess for Peter Straka. Because mainly I think I'm the only one that just has remembered him since his.
0: I career. remember him being like, hey, this could work out for us. It's a
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was, I remember, and I remember him getting traded to the Devils and then nothing happening from that. So another, what number was he? Uh, Pavel Brendel. I hate you. I hate you too. Do you remember what number Pavel Brendel was?
0: <laughs> no, he wasn't 12, was he?
1: Uh, no, was Simone here. Ghani was 12.
0: Yeah, I know. I know Gagne was twelve, but I for, I just forgot they intersected.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Pavel Brendel. Uh, he was not good. He, I yeah,
0: I know. He was. <laughs> he was in the Lindros trade, right?
1: He got him in the Lindros trade. Quickly traded him shortly afterwards, which is my follow-up question. But
0: he was certainly no Kim Janssen.
1: Uh Although no. <laughs> some would say he was as eleven eleven times as good as Kim Janssen in some area. <laughs> fifty-five. He was fifty-five. <laughs> That was going to be – I was going to put Kim out as another one, but you already – yeah, that shows that you know one. All right, so my follow question to that, Steve, and get ready for some names here. Um, Brenda was traded with Bruno St. Jacques to the Carolina Hurricanes in 2003. For these this, are a lot of names here. What's that?
0: These are a lot of great names. Yeah, these here. are
1: some top-notch Flyers. Uh, for the this speedy finish forward uh, who took a lot of abuse, uh, played both forward and defense for the Flyers – Sammy Captain. and his kid. Damn. All right, there you go. <laughs> 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 was it the played forward and defense? Was that what gave it away?
0: Uh, I had a suspicion after it was Carolina trade and speedy finished forward. Yeah. So, uh, and that just solidified it for me. I was
1: going to say the, a lot of abuse I wanted to, I wanted to talk about all the time. See happening. Yeah. I,
0: all that, all that <laughs> as a flyer
1: was, uh, getting laid up by Darcy Tucker, I think is first and foremost. And, uh, as you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, unfortunately something that, not a lot of fans probably remember or are too young to know now. And then also when Mike Green flipped him in the 2008 playoffs. Do you remember that at all? Oh, man. Mike Green. <laughs> yeah, Mike. You remember when Mike Green was like – Is beautiful? he still playing for Detroit? What's that?
0: <laughs> is he still playing for Detroit somehow?
1: I think he is. I think he's still there. But he he hasn't been relevant for like five years now. He was just – he was the perfect fourth forward for all those Caps teams. <laughs> and he just uh, – yeah, I mean – it's a shame what happened to him i was hoping we would get more out of Mike Green, but here we are talking about him in uh in this game so all right see i think you're three for four yeah, yeah you're three for four all right so make it four out of five this is going to be the longest answer and uh the longest question actually so you ready yes in 2017-18 drew became the sixth flyer to record 100 points or more in a single season with 102 it was the ninth time a flyer had recorded a season with a hundred points or more in franchise history. Who are the other five players that have a hundred point season for the Flyers?
0: Okay, so which player is the the one in question?
1: Oh no, there's uh, you, you're just listing five flyers that had a hundred point seasons.
0: Claude Giroux.
1: Yeah, Claude Giroux was Eric one of Lindros. the picks, So who? Eric Lindros. Eric Lindros. He had uh, he's. Had 115 points for the fourth most points in the season for a flyer in ninety-five-96. Mark Recky. Mark Recky had two of them. He has the club record for 123 points in 1992-93. Fucking that must have been that entire team's offensive ML should just give Mark Recky the puck because the rest of that team sucked. And they did
0: hard. Yeah. To.
1: Uh yeah, and that's then the truth. he also had 107 points in 93, 94. So what
0: do I have, three of five? Yeah,
1: yeah, you got Lindros, Recky, and Jarrell. So you need three more. Bobby Clark? Bobby Clark has three of the nine seasons for the Flyers. He had 119 points in 1975-76, the second most in a season. 116 in 74-75, third most in a season. And then he also had 104 in 72-73. Tim Kerr? No Tim Kerr. Okay. Two more. One of them should be another name you're going to guess, and then another one is a name I don't think you would assume, but once I say it, you're going to be mad that you didn't guess it. And they're both older guys.
0: Was Bill Barber one?
1: Bill Barber had the fifth most points in the season for a fire at 112 and 75-76. God damn, how do you lose (laughs) 75-76? You're going for your third cup. You got a guy with 119 points, 112 points.
0: They just faced a freaking great yeah, team. Yeah, I
1: mean those Canadians teams were some wrong dynasty. Uh, and then... just a
0: good matchup, just a good matchup. Yeah. Uh, duh, duh, duh. so I got one more, right? One more. Seventies guy.
1: Seventies guy. Reggie Leach. Rick McLeish. McLeish. There you go. I was going to say the other one.
0: <laughs> I was there's a, when I came to the seventies guys. I'm like, there's three guys besides Clark, and two of them definitely. And it's just a matter of which, yeah. which to...
1: I always get those two. They're like things with history with Leach and McLe- uh, McLeish. I always get, I always swap them every once in a while, but yeah. Um, yeah. Rick McLeish I mean, ninth. He had a hundred points. in
0: Reggie Leach, Rick McLeish. Like, yeah. come on. Those names are even similar. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hundred
1: points, 1972, 73. So there you go. Those are the, the nine, hundred point seasons for the Flyers and the six players to do, but do so. And, uh, I mean, Steve, you did pretty good. That was, uh, I tried to give you ones you could work out of and you, uh, you did it. You did the work. You put the work in and got them.
0: I'm impressed by the Pavel Brendel number question. because <laughs> That was like, I, that one just kind of, it didn't quite blow my mind, but I was like, man, I can't even visualize this one. I, I, and there's a lot of Jersey numbers I can visualize. Couldn't even. Vibe. I was
1: going to say, I think I thought it was 55, but I wasn't sure about it. And then also I just, I think I remember his face more than I remember his Jersey number. Cause I feel like they just kept throwing his face on TV a lot after that trade. And then he was fucking gone. He was here for like a minute, <laughs> but it got, got the flyer, McCaffin and So I really don't really don't care that much. So, uh, all right, you want to do around the league and then get the fuck out of here. Sounds good. Humps. All righty. So, Caden Corsick has signed his ELC with the Vegas Golden Knights. He's an eighteen-year-old. Loved him in Star Wars. Loved him. Yeah, man. he was great. I liked it when he did the thing with the lightsaber. Uh, he was. When the
0: Emperor killed him with Force Lightning, we all cried.
1: Yeah, I cried a lot. Eighteen-year-old uh, right hand defenseman taken forty-first overall in this year's draft. Uh, Jason Zucker is expected to be out four to six weeks after he had surgery to repair a fractured right fibula. That sucks. Uh, Brandon Saad is out three weeks with a right ankle injury. Calvin DeHahn is out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. And Brent Seabrook is also out for the rest of the season after undergoing shoulder surgery. So Chicago season, looking even better. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck is out indefinitely after successful wrist surgery. Darcy Kemper is week-to-week with a horrendous case of LBI. Oliver Bjorkstrand is out 46 weeks with an oblique strain. Uh, Ryan Murray is week-to-week with a terrible bout of LBI. Josh Levo is out two to three months with a fractured kneecap. Cam Atkinson is out two to three weeks with a sprained ankle and then wrapping up a mostly injury riddled around the league. Uh Lindsay Vaughn proposed to PK Subban slash they're now engaged. So there you go. That's what's happening around the league. And uh that's that's it. This is that's it for this podcast. <laughs>
0: that's it for this podcast. I mean, we had uh All right, that was, I don't know, holidays and stuff and not that many games this week. So be, not a ton.
1: It's it's gotta be a short one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Under an hour.
0: Oh, I, I thought we were doing the wrap up, but yeah, uh, I believe it's under an hour, which is.
1: Uh... Do- oh, no, we're doing the wrap up. I mean, this is, yeah, I'm asking you. Yeah, the chat, OK, yeah,
0: we're, yeah that's, that's what we're doing. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I believe it is. And, I you know, I would apologize, but we have given so much Tangy Tank <laughs> all this year. And I'm sure the one we do next week will undoubtedly be very long. If I <laughs> no if, doubt about it, if
1: I have a if I could just ask you, that, how close are we? I don't know. Are we, if we're at fifty-six minutes, I can do the whole plus-minus bit, and then we can get to an hour. Huh?
0: <laughs> I think I think it's more like eight minutes.
1: All now. right. I'll get plus minus and game-time goals. What do you say?
0: <laughs> if you really want to do this to get to the hour, fine. We we shall do it. I allow it to keep our streak up. We we can't have a a, a hyperbole under bsh radio right we can't
1: yeah, well i mean technically i don't i don't think they're recording this week i don't uh, well, i don't believe they were
0: so we're it we're it all right fine we got to go the hour we're it for the the podcast yeah, so, week, uh, so
1: all right let me get some. proceed
0: uh... proceed you have my permission to to okay. go over the hour mark
1: all right, let's let's analyze make these, it so uh, let's analyze these uh plus minus numbers real quick i'm gonna bring them up on the nhl app because my computer is slow and terrible
0: terrific this is the tangy tent <laughs> that just everybody's, what everybody's here for. for. <laughs> In the meantime, I will just say that uh I, I enjoyed the the Christmen, the the Christmen the Christmas tent coming out of the, the Flyers camp these days. The uh the gritty giving gifts to everybody, like uh Brian Elliott getting a toy moose and such. But <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. good good wholesome tangy tent from the Flyers. Uh, and I, I considered doing uh what the Flyers got for Christmas kind of thing, but I don't know. It's funnier when the team's bad and you can make fun of them for being bad. And yeah. like pretty much like the only things you can say this year, are like uh, Chris Stewart got somebody to fight with.
1: Yeah, there's really that's the thing is like uh, that's what I was saying about Chris Stewart is like, I don't I don't care if he's on the team. He's not he's not Vandevelding anybody like he's not becoming. I mean, I, I still don't think yeah, he should be on the team.
0: Yeah, whatever, whatever.
1: Uh, let's see. So 11 let's just, let's players. Shit.
0: I, I didn't even know you wanted to bring this up. What's that? I didn't even know you wanted to bring this up.
1: With the plus minus? Yeah. Are you ready? I got I mean I got it. So
0: I'm very ready. I'm so ready.
1: <laughs> Eleven players are plus seventeen or better. You you want to take there's a flyer on here, by the way. Do you want to take any uh, stabs at it? And a former plus, flyer.
0: Plus plus seventeen or better.
1: Plus seventeen or better. This flyer is tied for seventh with plus eighteen. Is it
0: with is it a forward or a defenseman?
1: Defenseman, he's tied with two Bruins. Is it Provroff? It is not Provroff.
0: Is it Niskanen? No.
1: You might All actually right. go through every single defenseman.
0: <laughs> I might. Is it Phil Myers? It is Phil
1: Myers. There you go. 18.
0: I remember seeing something he, uh, actually like a couple weeks ago that he had a good plus minus, and I was like, oh, he
1: leads okay. rookie defenseman in plus minus. It's one of those stats that like, you know, you add enough qualifiers, you'll find a good stat for anybody. So plus minus for rookie defenseman. There you go. Phil Myers is leading the league in a stat. Um, Yay, Phil. Uh, Rekka Good is plus 17, coming in 10. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, number first and foremost, to let you know, plus minus is a great stat. Ryan Graves is leading the whole league. Plus 26 for the Avs. He's playing in the top four now. Afterthought in most blue lines. Uh, Dougie Hamilton is second. Ryan with Adam Graves. Uh, Jacob Slavin is uh, third with plus 21, and so is J.G. Paggio. Ian Cole, pretty terrible defenseman, is plus 20 for the Avs. John Carlson, good defenseman, plus 19. And then I got Char, Marsh, and Gutis, and Dumlin is plus 17 as well. So there you go. There's a plus so, minus leaders uh, this year. Steve, it's a veritable uh,
0: all-star team. What's that? Veritable all-star team yeah, right yeah. there.
1: Do you want to put any money down that uh, Ryan Gray is going to go plus 50 this year? I'm good. Okay. All right. Fine. If you want to – I thought you liked hockey. I thought you liked to gamble about hockey, but I guess we're just going to
0: – I do enjoy gambling about hockey, but yeah, i I'm, I'm, I'm good. Gambling about hockey, on hockey, in hockey.
1: In relation to hockey. In the general area of hockey, I like the game. In
0: the orbit of planet hockey.
1: So there you go. I think the main takeaway is to know that Ryan Graves now leads the league in plus minus this year. Who, actually, <laughs> I think Ryan Graves even said something like, I don't care about that stat when they told him that two weeks ago when the Flyers played him.
0: <laughs> and then did he go on to say, like, do they count plus minus in basketball <laughs> or football or baseball well, or fencing? or downhill skiing, or speed skating. I don't think so.
1: I believe they do in basketball. Jerk.
0: I... No, I was commenting on... You remember that guy from, like, last week where they were like, this is your 16th hundredth game or oh, whatever? Oh, no, fucking like, oh. No.
1: <laughs> Ron Hansen. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah like, just gives shit? His mind.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah, I'm old,
0: thanks. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Brian Graves, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't know we were going with that. My bad. It's like when I
0: I talk to coworkers and I vividly remember movies from the year they were born.
1: Oh God, yeah. What you want to rattle off some movies that you've done this with?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's not like a specific. Like, I I have like a coworker who was born a decade later than me, so it's oh. like, oh God, for me, I, I'm just like, uh, God. okay, so like, what came out in 1995, right? Like, <laughs> Or 19, 1994, I'm like, oh, God, Jesus. Yeah. Horace Kump, the Shawshank Redemption, great.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, uh. I mean, I got nothing else to say this week. I'm done.
0: What are you doing for New Year's, Craig? What are you doing for New Year's? You uh, you partying with Gritty?
1: I wish. Man, I don't know what I'm doing this year. I'm probably just going to be in Philly doing nothing. Philly, and I'm going to be in Philly with Fred. <laughs> in Philly doing nothing, a.k.a drinking in philly with my friends that's what i consider to be doing nothing your friend gritty yeah what what about uh what are you steve you gonna be hanging out with gritty
0: i'm 100% hanging out with gritty we're we're gonna hit up some clubs as we do and gritty's bringing the glow sticks and i'm bringing the booze it's gonna be a good time
1: there's no doubt in my mind gritty goes to raves every night
0: do you know how many bottles of vodka it takes to get gritty drunk 3.5
1: that sounds about right and then we dare that's, the He
0: just drinks it himself. It's only bottle service because that's the only thing that can actually get the gritster drunk. <laughs> the gritster.
1: <laughs> the gritster.
0: That's it. what I uh, that's what I call because we're good friends.
1: Do um do you think he has a Fitbit that he wears when he runs and he calls it the grip it?
0: Yes, I do think it's called the Grip It. I mean yeah, technically you know that's that... a joke.
1: Technically speaking that was Tec- a good joke.
0: Technically speaking that's a joke.
1: Yeah, that's a good joke.
0: And it, also, did you know that Gritty's phone number is 215-420-6969? <laughs>
1: no, but I'm going to, I really, God. Are we, Everybody are should dial me? that
0: phone number, and the person who has that phone number will then find out my number and stalk <laughs> you me know, down and hurt it,
1: me. The person that has that phone number, 215-420-6969, is probably, like, the most conservative, like, former Navy SEAL. It's somebody who absolutely does not get that joke. <laughs> and
0: Why does everybody think my phone number is hilarious? Yeah, I don't understand. It's
1: just, it's just some poor guy that is just on the verge of snapping. He's like, I don't get the joke! Why does everybody keep calling me?
0: You know who has that phone number? The other Craig Forsyth.
1: Oh, dude, hell yeah. That, guy li- that guy's life has just got to be... I've ruined that guy's life so much. I feel bad for him. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to stop or change anything. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, but I feel... I want everybody to know I do feel bad for him while making all these jokes online. But that guy definitely 100 percent is going to hunt me down one day.
0: One day he's going to be like Craig Forsyth. We meet at last, you son of a bitch.
1: You think you're going to pot about sports, huh? Do you?
0: Well, guess what? Sports are bad. That's my Twitter handle.
1: <laughs> and they just flips <laughs> out.
0: All right, I think we've gotten to the we've hour. Mark we
1: got there. We get close. Yeah.
0: We're almost there, and I'll speak slowly through these last parts so we can guarantee it. This is just scintillating podcasting right here. The best podcasting. The ve- the best. The creme de la creme. But... If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu. You can find Craig at Sports Are Bad. Craig, you working on anything for BSH these days? I mean, days?
1: I keep saying the uh, – I said the Igor's Smula thing on Monday, and then Christmas even Christmas happened, so now that's going to come out probably on Monday because I don't want to put it out on Friday or Saturday. And then also the uh, World Junior stuff. I'm going to put the first one out tomorrow morning, or this morning when you're listening, and then hopefully should have that running every day through – the whole tournament, and then uh, you know the usual uh, forecasts and perps and stuff. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh wow. All
0: right. Good stuff. You can find me at Flyperbly or at Esteban, but make it Flyperbly unless you want all that hot Ray your movie commentary. Listen to Flyperba Leon B S H tree
1: just right now, without any prep and without any advertising, if Ray Dinger did a P. Diddy cover concert called Ray Diddy uh, Ray Diddy in the House, and it was at the Wells Fargo Center, do you think it would sell out?
0: Um, no. <laughs> well,
1: okay, Kendra, I can't even go with the gag yeah. here. I
0: can't even go with the gag can't here. It no, would go. not sell okay. out.
1: All right, fine. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how All it right, does. we'll see. We're, we're going <laughs> to you're gonna track oh, no down we're not doing it diddy you're a hater did. so it's just gonna be me and ray diddy and then when we're both on That's stage fine. and gritty yeah and gritty and when we're both on diddy stage, and gritty. Know, living it up drinking champagne and stuff and singing p diddy songs so i'm gonna laugh at you in the crowd i just want you to know that
0: diddy and gritty a winning combo bow, bow. <laughs> follow broad street hockey follow psh radio listen to all the other wonderful podcasts we have going on and be sure to uh you know, subscribe and rate and all that great stuff. All right, I'm out of gas. We have stretched this one out as far as possible. Much stretching to be found. But folks, thanks so much for listening. We do really appreciate it. Until next time, good night and good hockey. Wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 wow.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Fly Pervely. It is a podcast about hockey. Mostly the Flyers, but also other, other hockey things. things. Like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve! But not Steve, Hartnell, and Craig! But not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah.